everybody welcome back to the scenic route astrology it is saturday october 9th at 12 44 a.m and i'm recording this again <laughs> because it's mercury retrograde and mercury has been dancing all over my ascendant that's okay i really felt like i wanted to come on here today and talk to you all around grief and pain and anger and the stages of it all and my personal experiences with this because I truly believe that we can all learn from one another and lately I've been doing a lot of clubhouse activity and if you haven't checked out the app yet I really highly recommend it I absolutely love it. I think it's a great way to connect with people now and and just from all over the world. And I am doing full moon and new moon, um, what do they call it? Rooms. I'm hosting rooms where you can find me. Um, my name is at Astro Michaela. That's A-S-T-R-O-M-A-K-A-Y-L-A. If you're on Clubhouse and yeah, anybody can come in and they will be scheduled meetings and then I'm going to throw in a bunch of just regular random astrology meetings and if you have your chart info, I welcome you to come in as long as you don't mind sharing your birth data with other people in the room. I'm happy to answer questions around your chart and give astrology advice and talk about the current energy and the transits. So that's been fun. That's that's been something I've been really enjoying with my free time and I've had a lot of it lately. So I'm also thankful for that. Um but but this this podcast is really important to me because we are experiencing a lot of potent energy and I'm seeing a lot of people go through difficult times right now and it's kind of gonna get a little bit rougher (laughs) but I will say that it will be an easier ride for people who are aware of themselves the vibrational energy that they bring and if they have the right tools to work through it I think that they will have an easier time than other people who aren't so aware um, of how to deal with difficult situations and uh, we will be experiencing Venus um, moving through the south node tomorrow in Sagittarius and Venus does rule our relationships and our personal relationships and relationships with friends and family and co-workers and also the relationship with ourself and when she is conjunct the south node you know we might we might say goodbye to some of them or something um, but since she's in Sagittarius we could also be saying goodbye to a belief that doesn't resonate with us anymore or in truth that is no longer a truth for us anymore and mercury retrograde definitely has played a part in this you know you might have gotten new information around relationships since it's been in libra 
um, you know, new information for processing that's uncovered something you didn't know before. And when Venus moves through the south node, that energy uh, will help you say goodbye to something that is really holding you back from reaching your next level of potential, you know. Um, But today's podcast really isn't about the astrology. It's more about grief and pain and how to deal with it. And personally, I've been experiencing a profound change within myself, like an alchemical change within my emotional body, my mental capabilities, even physically, I've gone through these changes over the next four months, over the last four months. And it's been the most difficult pill for me to swallow this far in my life. (laughs) And at one point, I didn't know if I was gonna come up for air. You know, I was in a really, really dark, shadowy place. Um, I felt like a huge wave just crashed over me and I was tumbling and I was at the bottom of the ocean and I was suffocating and I really needed to come up for air. And now that I'm up on the surface and I can see the shore, I can tell you that I am an incredibly metaphorically strong-ass swimmer and I might be a lifeguard next year. (laughs) All jokes aside. But seriously, I, I am way stronger than I was four months ago and I have to thank grief for this. And I didn't understand why I was going through the process. I knew that there was a reason for it at the time. I knew the astrology had its reasons and I had faith in the universe. But sometimes you get so down that you just question everything. And I knew I had to go through this because I, I am meant to empower other people who will go through it themselves and be a living example, another living example, because there are many people out there who've been through it, that you will come out the other side. And I really want to let everybody know, you know, what you might experience. Because I had no idea about grief before I, I went into this process. I actually did a lot of reading, a lot of self-help books, um, a lot of astrology work, a lot of spiritual work, and I came out with a lot of knowledge around all of this. And um, I did write an article on my medium. You can also find it there. I'll link it in the show notes on the five stages to experience during a grieving process. And I just want to let everyone know, too, it doesn't matter what is making you grieve you know that the the pain that comes from it is still the same you know whether you've lost a dog or your friend has moved across country or you got divorced or you had a miscarriage or your parents died um you know or you're just grieving a relationship with a parent you never had I mean, we can experience heartbreak in so many different ways. And so it really doesn't matter 
what the what the grief is stemming from it just matters that you're experiencing the emotion and it's very valid and real and we all will experience it at one point or another in our life and we can hold space for each other when we're going through it it's not a competition about who's in more pain it's it's just the fact that we all have a different life and different experiences to have and we're all going to go through pro- times of, of, of profound transformation, you know. So the first, I, I got my, most of my material from, from a doctor, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And she had devoted her life's work to studying her patients grieving um, through death when they were diagnosed with um, illnesses. And so um, she came up with these five stages that they would go through and it is applicable to anybody going through this kind of stuff. So if it is yourself or if it's a friend, a family member, I encourage you to stay for the podcast and, and learn the stages so that you can better help yourself and others in times when they experience this. Because the depth of emotion can be very, very real and it can distort the reality of the individual who's experiencing it. So it's really important that we we treat this as important as we can and we hold compassion and space for those who are going through this process and that you will come out of it so much stronger than you ever knew was possible. I promise you that. You will come out a totally changed person, a more empowered person, and you will be able to help somebody else one day going through that same process. So most of my grief had stemmed from many, many things. And what I found through the process was that I actually discovered these childhood wounds that were never completely healed. Um, So the situation that had led up to everything for me was ultimately because of baggage that I was carrying for years, blindly. And they had to heal. And so a part of this experience that I had, I was very grateful and thankful that that was able to come to surface through all of it. You know, we shouldn't run away from these kind of feelings when they come. We shouldn't try to suppress them or deny them. And and that's why we come to the first stage of grief is denial. Yes, denial. This is this is usually, you know, an individual does not want to believe that something has been taken away because they weren't ready for it. You know, it, it's a shock at first. It, it's it's resistance. It can be withdrawal or even just straight up refusal of the pain, okay? And it's really normal that we feel this way. It is a natural reaction for most people as a coping mechanism okay it's a response from your your emotional body your physical body will feel it but it you your mental capability will just want to deny it at first it won't want to believe it and this stage can range from many different 
you know, periods, there's no time limit on any of them. And there's no time limit on the whole entire healing process of grief anyway. Um, You might read a lot of articles on other people who say that they got over their relationship in four months. Some people get over it in two months. Good on them if that's the case. I... I think it is a completely individual journey and it's what the person is willing to go into and how deep they're willing to go into the pain and transform it and understand why um, they're feeling so much, okay? And so after the person gets through the denial phase, the next step to processing it is anger. And this one, I was with for a while. (laughs) Probably a majority of the time I was learning to process anger. And part of it is, yes, I have an Aries sun, so I'm very fire-oriented. But that fire can be really healthy. Any for any of the fire signs or any anything in your chart that you have fire, and we all have. We all have the three fire signs in our chart. We all have Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius somewhere. So your fire is in there, but some people just have more of it than others. You know, they they energetically express it more than others. Um, But that's not why you'll have anger, really. It it anger comes from pain, emotional pain. Okay, it's it's when we suppress the anger that it becomes unsafe okay it's when we deny the anger that it gets provoked even more by little things around us right or we become agitated or we become hellish in our rage and so i learned to this process that is actually really helpful and really healthy to learn how to express it and voice that anger within you if you carry it which you which you will to some extent during the grieving process you will you might be angry that um i can picture me being angry with my grandmother for not quitting smoking if she goes down with lung cancer because she's been smoking since she's 12 and she's still smoking and she's in her 70s and she's smoking like a pack a day and she knows better and those things could come up as anger, right? If she she passes away before I get married. I keep, you know, I am able to joke with my Nana like this. But I, you know, I do tell her that she has to stick around that long. You have to stick around, Nana, if you're listening. But, you know, we have to voice that. We have to give it a voice. We have to say it. And whether that is saying it to yourself in the mirror or you go to therapy and you say it, or you tell your friends, you warn them, listen, I'm going to be really angry right now, but this is how I feel. And then you just, you know, blurt it out. Um, Or you write it, you could express it through writing, you could join a boxing gym, (laughs) you could become an MMA fighter, you know, um, you could just go to the gym every day. And I did those things. I did almost all of those things, except for MMA fighting, which it did cross my mind, though. Um, I just didn't want to get hit in the face, to be honest. 
But I went to the gym. I was at the gym every single day and I was writing and I was talking to my friends and I was talking to my therapist and I just had to let it out and I had to keep letting it out and keep bringing it out because if we suppress it and if we we don't validate it then we're denying a part of ourselves that wants to be heard and just because you're feeling some type of anger or rage does not mean that you're an angry and rage-filled person like I am an actual very bubbly light-hearted positive human being it was just during the stage I had to go through and we all have it we all have parts of it you know, we all get mad sometimes, and that's okay. And society has suppressed it for too long that people explode. They just explode all over the place because they're not validating a part of themselves that wants to be heard, you know. And so we can hold space for that. We can definitely hold a safe space for that, you know. And for me, as an empowerment coach and astrologer, if my client is like, I'm angry at work when these people, blah, 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 are provoking me and things like that. And I'm like, well, you have you have a valid reason to be upset, okay? And it, it's how we choose to work with the energy and how we choose to tame that fire. Um, you know, keep it a campfire, <laughs> not a wildfire. Um you know, unless you want to go run your ass off for 10 miles, you know, in a fit of rage, it's, that's good. That's a healthy expression, you know, but we're not going to go around fighting each other. Um, but yes, give it a voice, validate it. Don't suppress it. Okay. Because you feeling robbed or abandoned of something that you weren't ready to let go of yet is valid. It's very real. And that is the second step to processing grief. And so then next, people will go to the bargaining stage where you will have healed some or most of your anger. Uh, you know, so the denial and anger is behind you. Um, and you will be coming up to the threshold of bargaining. And it's like that point where you're like okay like what if you know and of course this would be different if somebody passed away on us and we cannot be like what if I summoned them from the from the you know the dead like that's not possible um although science is crazy but no it's not possible right now and not to be insensitive either if somebody has um I hope that we laugh and, and we can laugh at our, our pain um, and find the comedy within things. Because I think comedy totally, uh, totally helps with everything. You know, we need, we need, we can turn our pain into comedy quite easily and, um, and accept the processes of life that gets thrown at us because we're all in it together. We're all in earth school together. But back to bargaining. So, yeah, so this is like when a person might just be like, well, what if I did this better? Or, um, you know, maybe we could get back together if we did this. Or maybe I could perform better at work and I would get my job back. You know, we can have our creative mind start to come up with 
alternative situations or options. Um, but that will just ultimately lead you to back to anger again. You know, this will ultimately, because when you come up with these creative processes of, you know, bargaining and you're met with resistance again or a wall or a rejection, you'll feel the anger again. And then you'll also feel guilt and shame. And so the bargaining stage is very dangerous, you know, and, and people can get stuck in it quite often. Um, and they'll go back and forth. And I actually do believe I see this with um, couples who find it hard to let go when the relationship needs to end. That they will go back and forth with each other instead of looking from a more objective picture and realizing that, you know, it didn't work out. And again, that's not to be insensitive. It's just... The bargaining stage is so dangerous to me because of the guilt and the shame that can be accumulated from meeting rejection resistance when your creative mind came up with something and it's not met with your expectation that um, it makes the person um, wallow even more, you know, into their own sadness. And so we want to avoid this negotiating quote-unquote and bargaining quote-unquote we we want to just allow for us to realize if that stage is coming up and realize okay I'm bargaining right now I'm making scenarios up that aren't possible in my head and I need to ground myself grounding techniques are really good while processing grief you know meditation um, digging your toes into the sand or into the earth of the dirt and remembering that you're here um, on the human uh, in human form on the earth and uh, to get out of your mental space so much and to actually get more in tune to your body and your emotional space because that's what needs to heal that pain and that sadness inside is what needs to heal and that grief right all those underneath layers there's so many layers to this um, that we need to get out of our head at that time and allow ourselves to process and I do want to say that lots of crying happened for me during this grieving process and that's okay and I think it's so healthy for us as individuals to be able to cry and especially if you're a masculine um, if you resonate more with masculine energy that let your allow yourself to cry because it's the emotions wanting to physically leave your body they do they want to get out and it will help you release the pain by crying it's not a weakness it's actually a sign that you have incredible compassionate strength and that you're a human being that is willing to feel and able to connect to their heart space and it's an important process of life, you know, and not everybody's a crier. Like some people, it will take them a lot to cry. But if you do feel like your body is asking you to, don't suppress it. Don't hold it in. Just let it out. Hug somebody. Cry in your pillow. Hug your dog, your cat, your iguana. You can't hug your fish because the poor fish will find it extremely uncomfortable. But you get what I mean. <laughs> And so after we get through that stage, 
we we get hit with depression. <laughs> I told you grief is not easy. So depression, my friends. And there's two stages of this. And the two stages in the depression phase can be experienced at the same time. Um, but they're they're known as reactive depression and preparatory depression. And, you know, we do, I think most of us are aware of depression symptoms where, you know, you feel really sad, you want to sleep a lot, you may withdraw from your friends, you don't find yourself enjoying experiences that you once did, you might feel emotionally numb, you can't laugh, you can't cry, uh, food sucks, <laughs> you know, you don't even like your morning coffee anymore. It's hard to get out of bed. Maybe you wear the same shirt for two weeks straight. Who knows? <laughs> the options are unlimited. And we all go through depression at one point and um, experience it in a different way and have our own way of, of moving through it. And there's no judgment, okay? And I'm laughing because, as you can tell, those might have been all my symptoms. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you. it's essential to understand that this is not you having a lifelong mental illness, but you're just experiencing a natural response to the life circumstances that you're having. You know, the reactive depression will begin when you realize that there's nothing left you can do to change the circumstance, okay? It's like, I can't do anything about this. This sucks. This is really sucky. And then the preparatory depression comes in when you realize you're, you're mourning the life you could have had and the, the fun times and the future that you were planning. And I was in this stage for quite a while, too. Um, this was a really tough one to get out of personally. And I don't want people to take this lightly. And I know I joke and I laugh right now about where I was then, but it was very serious and it is very serious for other people when when they get in that stage. And if you're in this stage right now, you're going to get out of it. And if you feel really, really down, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to any type of healer that you feel would help you. And I, I did it all. I did astrology. I did therapy. I did tarot work. I talked to my spirit guides. I talked to my friends. And I really wrestled with with the the preparatory depression stage more than the reactive because I was mourning my my engagement ending and the wedding that I was planning and the things that I never had gotten to say because he just he had just left you know I had never had closure I had never had a final meeting I I, I got a text and then a block <laughs> so it was hard it was hard for me to to realize that I would never get to say the things that I wanted to say. And I had to release that. It's about accepting the loss of death, okay? It's, it's, it's you have to deeply move through these emotions um, and it takes time. Do not give yourself a timeline when you reach this stage. 
You do whatever you need to do to heal and to get through it. And that is all that matters. But I do want you to know that or other people, yourself if you're experiencing this or if you have or you know somebody that is, that this will pass and that these situations that we experience in life are meant to empower us and make us stronger than we were before so that we learn some gold nugget of knowledge and wisdom at the end of this road that we can help somebody else with one day. Even if it's just one person. Can you imagine just helping and saving one person's life because of what you experienced and went through and got through? That's all that matters. You know, people, we are souls. I have come down here to to show each other different situations and different versions of ourselves and different strengths that we didn't know we had and different ways to hold compassion and love for ourselves and for others. You know, and we and we'll mourn and we'll grieve and and we'll we'll have regrets and and this is an all natural natural response to depression when it seeps in. And so it's important to have um, allow yourself to feel these emotions as well. Okay, to not feel guilty that you're in this stage, to not not be like I should be up by now. I should be feeling better by now. I should be back on my feet or because you, Really, you're going to enjoy life when you're ready to enjoy life. And you're you're going to process things at your own pace. So don't hold yourself to others. If people are trying to force you and rush you, just ignore it because you need to heal the way that you do, okay? Sleep, hot baths, hot showers, soft music, um movies that don't trigger you I think I watched Step Brothers and Eat Pray Love like over a hundred times because those movies don't trigger me right so it's important to know your boundaries if you want to eat the seven cookies at your favorite bakery one night like just do it okay just give yourself that nurturing um qualities that you wish that you had growing up or or if it was your inner child right or how you would if you have children how you would nurture and care for your children if they were experiencing grief you know you want to be so soft on yourself during this time and realize that everything that you are feeling matters and it's valid and you're going to get through it and I promise you because I have been there myself where I did not want to wake up in the morning I didn't want to live another day And it was really hard, you know, it was really hard and it's valid. It's, it's okay to have these feelings. And I don't think that we talk about these things enough, these really difficult processes that we all experience, but because of society, we've been forced to harden ourselves and pretend like they don't exist, that we're not strong if we're this low and down. No, the best healers are the ones that have been through the the rough of it, right? You don't, you if you're going to go to war with somebody, you want somebody who's already been experienced and gone through it and survived, right? You want a warrior by your side. You don't want somebody who just read it in a book. So that's where I'm coming at because 
I was highly, highly, highly suicidal at one point, and I did not want to wake up anymore. I didn't see, I didn't see what was on the other side. And what I kept telling myself is that I had an inner child that really needed nurturing and love at that time, and it was valid for me to feel those those feelings that I was feeling, and I was going to get through it. And I listened to podcasts and YouTube videos, and I got all the help. And I, I mean, I put everything in the bucket, <laughs> and then some. <laughs> so grab a bucket and fill it up with all the healing that you need. Don't put any stop to this. And there's tons of people willing to help now for free, which I think is beautiful. Um, I I really do. And and like I said earlier, like Clubhouse is a great Clubhouse is a great outlet. Um, I really encourage people to not only get on podcasts and listen to stuff like this, which is really important, but why I love Clubhouse so much as well is because you actually get to communicate with other people in real time. And so many people are willing to put in their time and energy for nothing and just talk and help and be through that process. And it doesn't matter if they're a stranger. You will be so surprised on how much you resonate with somebody else's story who lives in India or China or Australia and that we're all experiencing the same stuff. So I hope that I hope that helps that that part of the stage because the depression stage is tough. Um, but it will pass. It will pass. And so after you reach through those four stages, and many, many tears, the final stage is acceptance. And this isn't like you're ready to go out on, you know, a, a, you know, a, a trip and you're ready to just get into a new relationship or, um, you know, get back into the job or whatever. It just, it doesn't mean that life is all sunshine and rainbows again. But it's really like an end to all the crisis that you've been experiencing. And there comes an inner peace at this point because you, my friend, have alchemically changed within yourself during this process. And that you can totally congratulate yourself with because there's something that has transmuted within your soul and you come out different. You come out with new wisdom, new knowledge, new healing techniques, greater strength, perseverance, humor, tons of stuff you can laugh at now. You know, you might as well become a stand-up comedian for a little bit and, and talk about it. You know, this stage is, is, is about accepting all the responsibility from this situation that brought you so much pain. And how incredibly empowering is that when you can accept responsibility for yourself and you can heal yourself and you just become a new version, a new higher vibrating version of yourself. You know, this is a new life, a new chapter in your life that begins at this stage. And it's a little scary, um, but there's a load of opportunity that's now 
on this this part of the journey you know and you can start to set goals at this time or you know you can just slowly get back into your life or slowly get back into yourself you know but this is a profound experience for somebody to go through and there is huge reward and strength at the end of this you know, you you will have profound power because it's not an easy process, but it, it does reveal this this power that you have and this connection that you are able to make to yourself, to others, and to emotion. You know, you've had breakdown, you've had destruction, but you've had transformation and healing. It's really important, and I do, I do think that that this this should be talked about quite quite frequently because we've had we've had a lot we've had, I mean 2020 was a huge year of grief and you know we're we're going through new stages of that now going into 2021 uh, finishing 2021 sorry it's it's October and going into 2022 and I will be having more podcasts soon um on the nodes the nodal switch of um, the south node going into Scorpio and the north node moving into Taurus. And if you understand, if you understand how to have responsibility for yourself and your actions, creating a life of self-empowerment and not relying on other people, if you learn healing techniques, if you learn how to accept your individual purpose and your individuality and hold space for others to be individual as well communication techniques if you put all these things in your bucket right and you have a level of awareness and consciousness about you this nodal shift will be easier for you um than others okay and and we know that everybody is on there's no judgment but everybody is on their own healing journey in this world and not everybody is equipped to deal with certain situations and that's okay you know that's all right um we just we can help each other grow okay and and if you're in the position where you have the knowledge and the strength um utilize it i really encourage you to to utilize it and put a voice to it and help others um and and share your stories around pain and grief and sadness and depression because it's comforting when you're in the process of going through it to know that others have been through it and came out of it you know because when we come out of the other side and the more time goes on we can get disconnected of how awful it felt at one point you know um because there's nothing like actually being in the moment of the pain right there's nothing like it it really is i i can talk about it now i can laugh about my experiences now but if i sit and meditate on it and i i bring myself back i remember how painful it was you know i was so dehydrated from crying you know but swollen swollen eyes and 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 weight loss and and all that so it's a very real 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 emotion that um i think is such an important topic and and i wanted to create space for this today on my podcast and i wanted to share my experiences with this and i hope that it resonates for some of you going through that and 
if you are and you need somebody to talk to, find me on Clubhouse, find me on Instagram. Um, I will link everything in the show notes. Um, follow my YouTube channel. These are the things that would help me when I was going through those processes is just even listening to somebody else talk, even if nobody was in the room, right? Nobody was in my house because I, I live by myself. So even just having some vibrational energy like come through the speaker would be comforting sometimes, especially if they were talking about a topic that I was going through at that moment. So you have incredible strength and potential. Everybody, everybody does. Everybody has special gifts and courage and empowerment and you will you can get through anything anything that you desire and then you can help other people when the time comes from the lessons that you've learned so again i really thank you for taking the time to be here um please subscribe to my podcast and help it grow please share this with somebody who might need it at this time or it might resonate with somebody else feel free to leave me a comment um and i will be back again soon especially for these current transits coming up we are in for a wild ride and profound changes but the entire vibrational energy on planet earth is about to rise up and we are all a part of this It's an incredible time to be alive. It really is. So thank you everybody for listening and I wish you a wonderful night. I am off to bed. It is 1.30 (laughs) a.m. And I am signing off. Just remember, life is a scenic route and enjoy the flight.